lovely. The spinning of vinyl, the needle hitting the deck. There we go. So what is it, Sharpie? Tonight, we are listening to... Well, have we got the candles lit? The incense burning. They are, yes. Wafting smoke. Tribulation. Tribulation. Good evening. Welcome to the Vinyl Revelations podcast episode. I don't know what, but there's been a few. Tonight, dear followers, it is a seance <laughs> for the band Tribulation. Let's get the drinks in to uh, celebrate this momentous occasion. It's Friday, it's beer o'clock. We hope you've had a good week. Our weeks have been, well... Entertaining. Okay. Entertaining. We've still got the German beers from last week. Sharpie's just cracked open. What have you cracked open there, Sharpie? Spaten. Spaten. A late beer. Is that late in the year, do we think? I think so. Is that yeah. what that means? Passing my glass to Herr Sharp. Just waiting for the drums to kick in. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. So, Sharpie, Tribulation. When did you first hear them? When did I first hear Tribulation? They were Ooh, one, sweet. one of these bands that you hear about in the music press mm. they get rave reviews for a sh short time and then the music press lose interest in them mm. but they piqued my interest so much that i bought their third album um where the gloom becomes sound yes which was released this year i think february 2021 absolutely no, so, sorry i bought the children of the night oh right and then um and then we we saw them live didn't we so my memory of this is um, uh, we'd gone, we'd booked tickets to see uh, Paradise Lost yes. in Glasgow, and I can't remember what album it was they Sorry. were promoting, um, but um, uh, they were playing in the Garage, which is a kind of big nightclub, but a kind of small venue overall, and there was three bands in the bill. There was Paradise Lost, there was Lucifer, and there was uh, Tribulation. Now, I, at the time, was a big fan of the band uh, Lucifer, mm. and I was desperate to go and see them. Uh, so we left early. We, we were over in Edinburgh. We left early to go and see them, but we missed them. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Lucifer is the sort of kind of Swedish-German sort of like 70s-style hard rock, uh, like a cultish band. I had completely dismissed Tribulation from the couple of snippets I'd listened to beforehand. Mm. But we got there. We'd missed uh, Lucifer... I was quite disappointed, but then this band came on. So set the scene. Yeah. What 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 did we walk into that night? Well, a bit like the sort of seance we have developed here, um, we came into the the garage, which is uh, quite a big uh, like nightclub, as I was saying. There was candelabras on the stage. There was incense. There was smoke, and then suddenly these guys came out wearing kind of velvet and cords and sort of. Top hats. Frimped, top hats and frimpy sort of like, almost like Mozart or something. Yes. You know, that kind of like, uh, what, what, uh, interview with a vampire style yeah. clothes. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then this music came on. I was like, the, mo like, the more I'd listened to it, the more I got into the it. The more they played, yeah. the more it just you got into it. Yeah. And it was just, it was the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. It was the vibe. Yeah. 
the th- the fact that they'd obviously thought about their stage presence yep. as well. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't a big gig by any no, means. No. But the effort yeah. that they put into it was brilliant. Tremendous. Yeah, and it was t- totally like I was uh, I was sort of blindsided a bit by. Yes, it. absolutely yeah. blindsided. Yeah. That's a good word. Blindsided. Yeah. 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 So this would have been about 2015, I think, mm. uh, and this would have been them promoting the album uh, Children of the Night, which has got this amazing kind of Nosferatu style aesthetic. Um, and that is really the start of I think both our love affairs for this band. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, as you can see, we've been so excited to talk about this band, we haven't really even just like shot the shit. So, no. what's been happening this week, Sharpie? Before we get deep into where their their new album, uh, where the gloom comes sound. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been a busy week. I'm glad to have finished. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some good new music released mm-hmm. this week. Again, going back to the point that music industry seem to be backloading releases. Mm. Yep. I have just today got hold of Trivium's mm. new album. Um, they have a new single, Parallax, I think is yes. the one that's sort of leading this, isn't it? Yeah. In the Court of the Dragon. Mm. And is that what the album's called? In the Court of the Dragon. Wow, that is 80s, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful cover. And yeah. the, 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 they've been actually touring the... Piece of, the, the the piece of art that yeah. that's the cover from. reminds me of uh, bolt thrower a little bolt bit. thrower not quite the what you call it um, the, the the war master type thing I can't remember what you call it you know but um, yeah. but yes the, I've, I've had a cursory listen to it and it's it, this this yeah. this is going to be quite a big album this year I feel um, for us metalheads yeah um, trivium are a great band anyway but this is this is going to be up there in their their back catalogue, I think. Yeah. How about yourself? Um. Well, I've as maybe the listeners have picked up, but the last couple of weeks have been pretty stressful for me. So I've actually struggled with kind of like kind of picking up new stuff. That said, the album you talked about last week, onto others, and their album um, Strength, absolutely sensational, absolutely sensational. Um, kind of an absolute breath of. <laughs> an absolute breath of fresh old air. <laughs> fresh old, I know it's funny, isn't it? That's right. It's yeah. right. It's uh, very definite influences, but yeah. um, through a yeah twenty twenty one prism. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, other than that, um, I kind of I was listening to a little bit of like Judas Priest. You know, I mean, uh, obviously this week uh, Richie Faulkner. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, he had a, a like a, not a heart attack, but some sort of uh, aneurysm. I think aneurysm. While he was playing the painkiller solo on stage, <laughs> fucking hell! That's the most metal thing I think I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, and he's a kind of young guy. He's about the same age as us. Yeah, Maybe just yeah. a wee bit older. So a little bit, um, you know, um, quite shocking that. Um, but um, yeah, thankfully the news is that he's on the yeah, yeah. road to recovery. Yeah. So you know, all the best to to him, and yeah. I hope he gets well soon. Yeah. Um, other than that. Um, <laughs> Lieback, um, Slovenian kind of avant-garde band. We'll we'll do a podcast on that one later, Sharpie. I think that might be a challenging. Were one. those the guys that you introduced me to that that time with the saxophone? With the saxophone. No, with the saxophone. Uh, is that not like Rivers and Nile or something? No, no, no. No. Um, no um, okay. This, well, yeah. <laughs> this is something else. Well, for another day. Anyway. That's for that's for another day. So anyway, we've got the Spaten Oktoberfest beer out. It's uh, this one's a sweet one, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite sweet that mm. one. I don't know if it's maybe just a bit, bit of 
bit too sweet for my, my taste, perhaps. Yeah, I think um, it's probably a little bit on the sweet side for me, but the next one, Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer, we'll crack into that in no time. <laughs> and we will keep you updated. Indeed. Yeah, so, um, Tribulation. Wow. Kind of an underground band, eh? Very much an underground yeah. band. I think they're, they're definitely beginning to make headway. They have had a run of really good albums there. You know, the run of three or four, last yeah. three or four albums have been yeah. verging on stellar. Yeah. So, um, I think the quick discography, I think they came out in 2009 with their first album called Horrors, which is sort of basic death metal. Yeah, the first two albums yeah. are uh, Meat and Potatoes, Death Metal. I think the of first, a good standard. Yeah, I think, I think the first one is definitely... I think the second album, which came out in 2011 or 13, I can't remember, which is The Formulas of Death. Yeah. I really like that album. Right. That is where, to me, there's the death metal album, but you start hearing the subtle sort of 70s influence mm. coming in. The sort of, you know, I don't think there's any keyboards or organs in that, but it just, the, the sound, like, um, the, the thing that really stuck out for me when we saw them was, like, most... Like metal bands play a distorted sound. Yes. Here was a band that came out with a kind of overdriven, overdriven sound. sound, and they were playing, yes. as you say, like um, the guitarist Adam Zars plays a Les Paul. Yes. And the other guy played the. So if if the, the bands that we listened to, right? Jacksons, Ibanez, Flying V's, yeah, coming out your ears, yeah, right? Yeah. And BC that's Rich, yeah. that BC Ditches, yeah, and that's great for a particular. Yeah tone sound but it's quite noticeable that the main guitarist plays a black Les Paul yeah. and the other guitarist plays I think it's almost like a 335 or something well it's a, it's a hollow body the, 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 the guitarist who we saw was uh, uh, Johan Hultigen I think you mm-hmm. pronounce it as the Swedish band um, yeah Johan Hulten and he was playing kind of like the BB King sort of yeah. uh, blues guitar which is Almost like semi-acoustic. Yes. You know, totally not heavy metal guitar. No, absolutely not. I mean, the Black Les Paul, you could argue possibly is, but I think the point is that the guitars particularly have a very distinct sound. I mean, you could quite easily dismiss this band as just another death metal band, but they're they're very much more than that. They have very definite neoclassical kind of influences to their uh, riff and, and, and... and um, song con- construction. So I think it's important to say, like, so the first two albums, The Horrors and Formulas of the Death, is definitely in the death metal uh, milieu. But Children of the Night is where they pick up this sort of 70s occult rock, yeah. you know, sort of Blue Italian... Occult, don't fear the Reaper. Italian kind of, horror movie yeah. sort of style, look, sound. It's It's overdriven. Um, the guitarist plays a Rickenbacker, like uh, sorry, not the guitarist, the bass player, <laughs> yeah. singer, um, whose name escapes me as per usual. He plays the, the Rickenbacker, uh, Johannes Anderson. Um, at the time, the the lineup we saw them, they they looked cool. They just mm. looked something different. They looked like the drummer. He looked like uh, Bill Ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, know? yeah, yeah. Um, they came on stage with sort of velvet corduroys and I say this kind of like sort of frivolous, um, sort of bryonic sort of look. Children of the Night was the album that like totally hooked me. Aye, it was me as well. Yeah. Absolutely, just this band are just a different sound altogether. Yeah. They, you know, atmospheric, very atmospheric. Um, Great guitar solos. Yeah, absolutely. And 
the type of guitar solos that have their very definite place in the songs. Yeah, memorable. Actually. And yeah, very yeah. melodic. Yeah, yeah. Hugely mm. melodic guitar yeah. solos um, that you could hum, you know, yeah. like hum along as, as melodic pieces in themselves. Yeah. I think it's the motherhood of God. The solo in that, I just absolutely adore. It just takes you back to the sort of 70s, you know, a time that I was not, I did not exist. Um, but even like the, the the vocalist, Johannes, he has this like definite sort of like kind of quote unquote death metal growl. Mm. Reminds me of um, Mikael Stana from Dark Tranquility. It's rough, but discernible. Yeah. And I think with vocalists, and this is what I've learned when I let go of my hang-ups with, with this type of, mm. of, of music is that Actually, doing this type of vocals is is actually a, a very skillful thing. Yeah. To make rough, harsh vocals so discernible. Yeah. Is is quite the skill in it in mm. itself, mm. Um, and and it makes you know this guy particularly very very um, mm. you, you know is almost like in a class of his own. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. 2015 is when we saw them. They came out with the album Children of the Night. Absolutely brilliant. You've got it on CD. I've got it on CD. Um, and then they came out with... There was a slight lineup change uh, for the next album, Down the Down Below. Uh, I think the drummer left. Right. And they had a new drummer, the name of which um, escapes me as usual. <laughs> Down Below was a good album, but I don't think it was good as Children of the Night. It's slightly different. Yeah. yeah. I think... the the. the I was saying this to you earlier that like this album actually I'd forgotten um, this album came out earlier this year. Yeah. I actually thought it came out the latter part of last year. Yeah. Well, the first single I think came out sort of right. in November. So um, the, my my time frame is a, yeah. in, in my own head is a little skewed with this. Yeah. So I think there'd been quite a few releases around the time of this, yeah. and I'd, I'd, I'd bought it. I'd stuck on a couple of times thought, yeah, yeah, that's another great yeah. Tribulation album and I kind of parked it. Yeah. So coming back to, to, to having listened to it in depth mm-hmm. for this, you know, this is this, yeah. this is their best album, really. You think? It? Yeah. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so we were talking just before we went on air, um, like the album came out in February 2020, which in the UK was kind of like in deepest, darkest lockdown. Mm. So I too did not really pay much attention to it. I didn't buy the record until April or May, and I happened to be in Glasgow, and I went into the record store and said, do you, do you happen to have it? Because it's such a, I love the artwork to this album. It's such a, you know, it's kind of classical. It's black and white. It's got that kind of Roman statue on it. It's... You know, I love the kind of German style writing, like font and everything. The, the font and the writing's very carefully placed and yeah, covering things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so I, I got it. Uh, and I must admit, like you, like when the singles had come out, I saw them in, popping up on YouTube and I was like, I don't, like, everything feels a bit shit just now. Mm. I just don't feel like this. Picking it up in May and April, the sun's starting to come out here and I thought, wow, this is fucking yeah. brilliant. What is this? This is so... Oh, like driven. It's so uh, you know atmospheric. I was like, yeah, this is mm. this is mean. That said, um, maybe it's because I bought it on record, so I don't have it on CD or like on an MP3 player. Um, I did sort of like I listened to it a lot, and then sort of stopped listening mm. to it. And it wasn't until we decided to listen to this I, I put it back on the turntable and you know um, started going to it. So um, 
So you've got the down below as well, yeah? Yes. So what, what did you think of that one? So the, uh, for people who don't know, it's kind of like a red cover with a sort of like crow. I, I, when it first came out, I listened to it a lot. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's probably, of, of the three, it's probably my least favourite. Favorite. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I listen to it a lot. I, I mean, I'm not say that I don't like it. I think it's it's a good album. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. There's some great hooks yeah. to it, and you know some really catchy songs and things. But it's not. It just doesn't quite have the. Doesn't capture your. Yeah, it does have some interest. sort of like presence or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the, the other two albums have yeah. ma That's a good way of putting it. Massive amounts of presence yeah. and personality through them. Yeah. I mean, Children Night is so atmospheric. You know, it's one of those albums, like, I think we've sort of said this for other albums, it's like you could put on your headphones, sit in your chair in the dark and, you know, nice drink with you and just, you know, be totally transported. I think um, Where the Sound Becomes Gloom sort of sits between the two albums. I, th I still think Children Night is my favourite. Um, maybe it's because I've just been listening to it for longer, but um, Where the Gloom Comes in, just... It's, it's such a cool, like, album. Like, it's, yeah. Well, let, let, for most people won't know this band. So no. are, are they, what, what are they? A gothic band? They're heavy yeah, metal? They, they, they are. 70s rock? I actually find this the, the least metal of their albums in a think lot so, of ways. Yeah, yeah. But I find it my favourite of the album. Mm. So... Yeah, what does this this band sound like? Um, they well, have I... harsh vocals, but with very melodic Black Sabbath esque pace, but with more metal driven guitars. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting, like almost because... like Merciful Fate. Yeah, there's all, there's all those kind of like um, kind of like inverted commas scary sort of sounds. Yes. you know. Um, and their use of, their, their, their note choice. Yeah, yeah. It's all, um, uh, what's the, uh, the Alveson music? Ah, uh, uh, tritone, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of tritones yeah. and minor kind yeah. of keys and things. Instead of a lot of metal and rock's in major keys? No, most is, is in minor. Right. I use that kind of, the tritone thing as sort of devil's tone. I think um, the guitarist, Adam, so the, like when we saw them, the, the, the kind of, we'll, we could call it the classic lineup, um, which is uh, the Children of Night lineup. Johannes on bass and vocals, uh, sorry, Johannes Anderson on bass and vocals, um, Johannes Hulton on guitars, Adam Zars on guitars, and the drummer Jacob Lundberg. So Jacob Lundberg, he left in the, for uh, the down below. And then for the recording of this album, where the boom becomes sound, uh, Johannes Hulten, the, the the guitarist with the sort of BB King guitar, mm. he also left. Adam Zars, so the kind of remaining original guitarist, he's got an interesting sort of backstory. So he played also with a band called Enforcer. Right. Now Enforcer are kind of like retro thrash speed metal band from Sweden. They played a lot of great stuff. I really liked them. I kind of got into them through that kind of uh, you know we're talking about. The, like uh, what was the band like Santa Cruz and Reckless yeah. that kind of cock rock sleaze rock type mm. thing I kind of got into that band through that so Adam Zars initially played with that in the early 2010s or late 2000s 
But prior to that, he played in a band called Repub- Repugnant. Now, Repugnant yeah. is the band where Tobias Forge, Ghost. Yes, yes, it was. Is yeah. that the link between them? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, another podcast. Another podcast. Not quite as good as ours, but. Not, you know. um, that, that I've mentioned previously. I actually covered their, their Repugnant mm. album right, with okay. Tobias Forge yeah. in it. Mm. And that's a very different piece to, if you know Ghost. Yeah. It's a very different beast. So these bands are kind of, uh, there's there's sort of parallel in time. So mm. Ghost came out, I think, 2011, and this band, their second album sort of broke about 2011-13. And they have similar kind of aesthetic... Um, um, oh. <laughs> ah! We're sort of pouring into the drinks here. Um, the similar sort of aesthetic. Now, Ghost go with a kind of more... Um, uh, Theatrical. Yes. Whereas this, like, ghosts, I'm sorry, uh, tribulations kind of look, it reminds me of um, more like kind of Italian sort of horror movies, something. Yeah, there's just, I mean, look, we both listen to a lot of metal and heavy metal, but no one really sounds like this. Um, No. Just. They're not massively heavy, like bludgeoningly heavy. No, no. no. Um, they are. They are very. There's not really even. There's. There's almost like a, a, a delicate nature to. Very much so, yeah. You know, a graceful nature yeah. to a lot of their riff construction and things like that. And yeah. It's, it is so melodic. A, a lot of it. It's. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's like they're like I tend to be somebody who likes kind of like quite repetitive, chuggy riffs. Yeah, but. There's none of that in this. No. This is all about atmosphere. Yeah. It's all about atmosphere. Kind of... S- serpentine... Yeah. Uh, kind of sliding, you know, graceful bends in the notes yeah. and, and that sort of thing. A lot of arpeggiated... So, the, like, the typical sort of, like, tribulation riff, to me, is kind of like a... You know, the bass sort of driving. A kind of an overdriven power chord riff and then a kind of arpeggiated sort of chord over mm. the top... You know, and the drums and all, regardless of which drummer it was, very kind of um, judicious in their kind of playing. Yeah, it's not not showy, but uh, fills in spaces um, with like tom fills and things very cleverly, I I think. And I think you call it the the ride symbol, Mm -hmm. very kind of like, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. To me, it takes you back to this. Like when I, when I got into the Children of the Night, uh, my dad was coming down to stay, and I said, "Dad, you've got to listen to this. This just takes to me. This is like listening to the seventies, you know, like rock uh, now. If you know what I mean, you know." Yeah. So let's let's explore this yeah. a little a little further. So yeah. bands um, th- that. Uh, Kind of maybe influence or like like if you like certain bands you'd like this so yeah. um, Black Sabbath is 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 the obvious one right but I would say almost later Black Sabbath I would say Black Sabbath in a kind of roundabout way yeah right yeah yeah there's bands like Merciful Fate who I don't really know that well but definitely I Merciful Fate yeah. I mean you but they're not yeah. not thrashy like Merciful yeah. Fate yeah. Um, I would say I was watching them live, mm. and particularly the the main guitarist, mm. um, Focus. Right. Okay. I don't, I, um, yeah. Just, yeah. Just the sound of the of the guitar and 
um, kind of more the way he plays um, Atomic Rooster. <laughs> uh, you know, you think of the Death Walks Behind You album, and it's, it's you know that's like the prototype, almost mm. to this. Yeah. Um, I think um, uh, the thing I I, I like about um, there's a slight kind of mysticism about the band. Like I know that the, the guitarist Adam Zarr is, is kind of into the kind of uh, like Indian sort of like religious like Buddha. Mm. Um, pardon my ignorance, I don't know, but you know that kind of um, put it this way. I think there's a lot of incense in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you know, yeah. Um, the occasional Ouija board. I think so. Hidden, um, hidden away, like. Yeah. But I think that comes through. There's that kind of like uh, slightly exotic sort of. Sound, you know what I mean. It's There's a riff, dee 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 dee. Yeah. I'm thinking of in particular that's got a very uh, uh, otherworldly feel yeah. about it, and it's not. It's it's it's, it's beyond uh, Western yeah. musical influence. It, exactly, that's what, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. They're just such a the the look of the band, the sound of the band. Um, I mean, do you have what, what are your memories from when we saw them? Because we've actually well, well, we stood. In, what was what was the main guitarist's name again? Um, so Adam Zars. Adam Zars. I remember pretty much standing in front of Adam mm. Zars, and basically just this almost like cloaked figure with a yeah. Les Paul, yeah, in a cloud of eerie smoke in front of a candelabra, yeah, but just this intriguing. Sound yeah. that uh, almost unexpected. It was yeah. it was the unexpected element to it. Yeah. That I thought, oh, it's just going to be another shouty death metal band. But yeah, really, yeah. that that was the furthest. I mean, they're they're loud, mm. and at times kind of heavy. But the heaviness was more flourishes. Yeah, I, uh, one of the things I remember about that concert was the other guitarist uh, Johannes Hutton sort of just like screaming like as a kind of like background sound you know like no not into a microphone no. or anything just like like li at you li literally he just sort of like stood there and screamed and that guy had a kind of a very sort of like slightly like androgynous sort of look mm -hmm. about him you know um, particularly with all the frilly sort of uh, like clothes that actually leads me on to something else I want to talk about the kind of bionic elements of the visuals but we, we've actually tried to see this band three yes. well, I've tried to see them three times. Now, we went to see Arch Enemy uh -huh. later, uh, well, when was that? 2019? Yeah. It was before... It was 19, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, 18 yeah. or 19. It was before yeah. the, the place burned down, but um, they, were, they were the first on the, the bill. It was uh, Tribulation, Winter Sun, Arch Enemy. Oh, that's And right. we tried to get there early to see them, see, but we yeah. missed them because it was so early. Saw Winter Sun and you liked them very yeah, much. Yeah, I quite like Winter Sun. I went to see Ghosts. I took my wife to see them, and I was like, "Okay, we've got to go there." Unfortunately, again, they were the first <laughs> on the bill, and the second band they were awful. I was like, "How the hell can that band be, be above on? the, the yeah. tribulation?" Um, now it's interesting to say because, like, when we we saw Ghost, that was in the Hydro, which is like the biggest like indoor venue in Scotland. Yeah, and I would have been interested to see how Tribulation would have sort of filled that place. But you were saying you saw something on the internet. Which... Yeah, I can't. It was quite late at night, and I was you know scouting YouTube as as I kind of do, and um, I don't know if it, it was something along the line. I'm not saying it was blood, um, Bloodstock or yeah. um, uh, Vakin. It yeah. might have been Vakin yeah. actually. Um, 
So we've seen them in a small venue, and you know the atmospherics is yeah. is obvious, and it's yeah. almost easy to do fill the place with incense and smoke. That's grand, mm. but you know how does that translate into you know that yeah. wider stage, that Stadium bigger rack. stage, Stadium rack. and they they'd obviously again put a lot of thought into it. They had, you know, a couple of spooky archways yeah. and obviously you can't fill a stadium with smoke so yeah. they filled the spooky archway with smoke and, and, and had a... They just poisoned the front row. <laughs> yeah, and, and they had a, a footlight and yeah. um, the guitarist played, you know, the spooky kind of opening track mm. um, with big flourishes and things and it actually translated really well yeah. Yeah. to a bigger stage. Yeah. Um, and But this music is... is there's a grandiosity to, to to this music. Good word. Yeah. Um, so it, it fills mm. a, an open space like that massively, yeah, yeah. especially when you start to add in things like church organs. Yes. yes. And ham, you know, big yeah. hammered organs and you know church bells. These are all big sounds yeah. and kind of hit you square between the eyes yeah. on top of the the, the serpentine snake like riffs. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Um, I actually translated really well. I was so. Glad and happy to see a relatively underground band mm. make that step up yeah. to, you know, pre- presenting something new to mm. people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're such a cool band. Um, do you want to change the side sharpie on your um, on your record player? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think w- one of the things that um, um, yeah, what to pick up on was their kind of visual aesthetic. So particularly when we saw them. They had that, like I said, this kind of velvet corduroy, frilly, kind of almost like Jimi Hendrix, Mozart type look about them, you know, um, interview with a vampire. Yeah. And I was sort of thinking to myself, like, I, I married with that kind of gothic, gaunt sort of look. And I, um, like I said, I kind of associated it with kind of like, um, almost like hammer horror, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I started reading, so... Have you ever heard of Lord Byron? Yes. Right. So Lord Byron was um, some uh, an English kind of nobleman who um, actually, um, through his mother, um, grew up in Aberdeen through the Gordon family. Really? Yeah. Every day's a school day. So that's why in a rather um, one of the more uh, less lubricous parts of Aberdeen, you have the Byron Bar. Byron. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, he uh, went to the Gordons uh, in Aberdeen. And then he went on the grand tour, which was the kind of, this is the kind of like 17th, 18th century. He went, um, um, he went uh, to, uh, you know, see all the, the sites, you know, in Rome and whatever. Yes. And he ended up basically becoming a freedom fighter in kind of Albania, Greece, Macedonia, Turkey against the Ottoman Empire. Wow. But he was also mates with Mary Shelley in Switzerland, who was the author of Frankenstein. Yeah. So a lot of that kind of, he was also kind of like a slightly homosexual type person, you know, <laughs> back, back in the day, you know, wherever they yes. did, you know, those sort of like toffs, you know. Yes. Um, so he kind of like uh, established that kind of, uh, I think the technical way of saying it would be Byronic, like look, you know, this kind of um, frivolity, you know, slightly feminine sort of. Uh, you, know, you know, look, I can't quite describe it, I'm not very good at that, but you know, but anyway, he was part of that kind of like uh, um, 
horror romanticism. Yes. You know, and Mary Shelley, obviously, she was the one who wrote um, uh, Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from that, it's a pretty direct lineage to like Bram Stoker's Dracula and yes. all that sort of stuff. You know? um, and then, of course, when you go to the Bram Stoker's Dracula, that takes us to the iconography of Children of the Night, yeah. which is the Nosferatu film, yeah. you know, um, which was the kind of German uh, video uh, a version of the, the Dracula story. There's a there's a movie with to to, to, to take this parallel even further. So um, there's an, a, an English actor called Kenneth Branagh. He's yep. also a director. Branagh, yeah. Now he directed the the Hollywood version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which right. starred Robert De Niro. Now. Uh, <laughs> there is another film which came out subsequent to that, which is um, the name of which has just escaped me. But basically, it stars um, Kenneth Branagh in. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie where I think it's a. I think it's William Duval. I think is the actor. And the premise of the movie is <laughs> they're filming in kind of the nineteen thirties. Right. In Romania, they're filming a, a, a Dracula movie in Transylvania, but the actor they actually get to play the part of Dracula... Is a vampire. Is Dracula. <laughs> but, but, they think it's an actor who's in, in character all the time. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, this, this music, right, yeah. it's... It's very... Is it serious? I think it's serious in the sense because that you know if what you're alluding to is that that's that's a that's a gothic comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but is is this music? Cause that, I mean, it sounds Sorry, very serious. It wasn't William Duval. It was John Malkovich. I'm pretty right. sure. Sorry, but anyway. Um, yeah. Is this music deadly? Like Arch Enemy, deadly serious, right? Uh, there, there's a. This is not like overtly. I, I I would say it's it's serious in the sense that it it, it establishes the um, the uh, an, an otherworldly place to put you in. Yes, you that's a, I mean? okay. Yes, you know it's not talking about you know the the you know you know anti lockdown or anti terrorism. Or, no, there's no know. no no politics. It's not it's none of that sort of stuff. But it, it it's serious in taking you like as any kind of like good art. Should or even like just having a good time is taking you out of like your general day mm -hmm. and putting you in a happier or a different place. A different place, you know. Yeah. And you know, we're listening to this song just now, and it's kind of progressive. You know, it's it's got a nice pace to it. Got a nice pace to it. I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm just I'm I'm starting to move away from you know like <laughs> the east coast of Scotland. I'm yeah. You know, I'm just drifting off here. You know, um, you know, if we stop talking, I would just be. Kind of in a buzzy sort of zone, yeah. you know, without the beers, but you know, and you'd be yeah, concentrating on mm. on those those hooks that you're, yeah. that you're hearing because it's. But I mean, what do you think? Do you think they're, you know, do you think they're a serious band or? I think do you think yes, they're a theatric I, I think, band. I think they're not a joke band. Yeah, they're not Kiss. No, they're not absolutely not Kiss. Theatricality. No. I think that's the way of putting it. There's yeah. you can be very. Theatrical without being yeah. comedic. Yeah. 
you know, and this is a very. I mean, you you worked in theatre, so you you you'll be kind of familiar with that ability to sort of like you know whether it's the actors or the stage to t- to turn yeah. some to turn a a space or a person from one thing into another in the blink of an eye. Yeah, you know, and create a you know from that you can can totally uh, turn an audience or whatever you can you can you know you're the the puppet master then. Yeah, yeah. I think we pro- probably need to explore more. Th- like, I guess it's you could even say that with a band like Slipknot. You know, oh. nine scary guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. wearing funny masks, jumping around the place, hitting kegs with, with baseball bats. Right. Yeah. It it's that a joke. It's kind of not. No. What it is is very theatrical yeah. in a in a different way to this, but it, it's it's yeah. it's got its own. It's own theatricality. Yeah. It's an industrial theatricality yeah. to it. Yeah. You know? I think it probably helps that um, you know, like we were saying about the this kind of album artwork. It's sort of kind of um, kind of eighteenth century mm. European. So the story about this is yeah. that it was a piece of art that was actually lost in bombing, oh, really? bombing raids in in um, Germany, in mainland Europe. So okay. I think possibly Germany. Yeah. But so because it was destroyed, it was it's out of uh, copyright. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Um, which is really, really sad because it's very nineteen twenties um, mm-hmm. Art Nouveau. There's a, obviously a big gothic plinth. But well, it's yeah, beautiful yeah. Figure. It, it, it kind of straddles like a lot of time spaces. Yeah. It's almost yeah, but new neo gothic kind of. Yeah, yeah. As well, now that yeah. I really look at it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, very, very striking. Yeah. Very striking. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is the thing. Like, um, they're just a, a kind of quite a holistic. I think this is one of the key things. Like, you know, like Ghost, the band. You know, they're. Um, you know, you you can't disentangle the sound to the visuals. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and if you do, you're kind of losing out yes. a lot, actually. And you know, for for a kid myself and yourself included, you know, we kind of grew up in that sort of like grungy type thing, you know, Metallica, it was, you know, you wore jeans and you know, your street clothes. Your battle jackets and all that. You know, yeah. uh, as a reaction to, you know, whatever Kiss or Motley Crue were doing, you know, um, and that was kind of the way I sort of saw things for a long mm. time. But, you know, in recent times, you know, maybe it's because there's so much music available, you know, I mean, you and I could probably record an album that would sound terrible, but we could probably do it <laughs> and punt it out there. And you know, it's a, you know, it's another thing to grab somebody's attention. You yeah. Know? So you, you do have to work hard. at, uh, you know, and the internet is a visual medium. You know. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Because it was interesting that looking at the singles for this album, mm-hmm. like half yeah. the album are actually singles. Yeah, I mean, I was watching some of the videos, like Funeral Pyre. It's like that's kind of one of the more driven sort of heavy rock ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the video was. Well, it was kind of just like like Marmite. It was, it was like what it said no yeah. Marmite, uh, you know, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. What was that advert? Uh, Ron Seal. Ron Seal, yeah. yeah, exactly what it said in the tin. You'll have to be British to know that. Yeah. yeah. The videos for uh, the second album I thought were quite. They must have had a pretty big budget on for them. They tended to be like outdoors at night. Um, yeah. The, yeah, just. 
we're sort of struggling for words here, but I think um, this is a band that probably have they have they should be bigger than they are. I think. Yeah, I I think definitely yeah. think that you know, there's been a a number of sort of circumstances that maybe not like. Do you think that the the lineup change like this is one of a few bands now. Um, mm. Dark Tranquility, yeah. you know, um, well, but not. I mean, they had a lot of line up shit. Yeah, so but they did it after becoming big. Yeah, yeah. do you think the, the line, the, the the frequency of lineup changes affects these bands? I think it does because I think a lot of metal fans, you and I included, it, we kind of treat our favorite bands a bit like a football team. Mm. You know, we want to support them, and we kind of want the, our favorite players. To be in the band, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, if you get to a certain point, you can sort of like ride that wave. Yeah. Um, like I think um, one of my favorite bands, Soilwork. I think they've suffered terribly. Oh, they the, should be not, a much bigger band, yeah, but but they, I don't think they've got any original members, do they? Well, basically, it's just Bjorn Speed Strid, and I think the keyboardist, and even him, the keyboardist, whose name escapes me, um, was is not like a quote-unquote original member mm. um so i think that band suffered f- for that um i don't think the music suffered but i think the band suffered yeah. you know yeah because i mean music mu- i mean they're almost they've changed so much you know through all their their albums i mean i've not listened to like all of their albums yeah. but you know they're a band that haven't settled on any distinct sound they're not quite as diverse as like AFI mm. we were talking about last week but the, the, there's a uh, there is a um, a coherent sort of lineage yeah like, not a spiral but a, a linear thing but um, I think the lineup changes does affect in terms of tribulation does it affect um, I had sort of read on the internet that the guitarist who left Jonathan Hooten was like the main songwriter and I'm not sure that's the case, or certainly looking at the liner notes. Now, whether that is the reality, I yeah. don't know. Um, because as we kind of like established, like this album seems to be a, a perfect marriage between like Children of the Night and Down Below. Mm-hmm. It sits, to me, it sits. Yes, but the, he left after this album was... So oh, they, did he? Right. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the new guitarist that um, was the bassist's best friend actually joined... After just immediately after this I album see, was after released, the song, I see. So got your breath. Okay. The, the the album that's releasing next year will be the first with our new guitarist. Right. So okay, it will be interesting to that see. That will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The progression from from this, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. can hold this mm-hmm. uh, vibe that they, yeah. they've they've got this, you know, Spooky Victoriana mystic. kind of. That's a good word. Um, you know what that that word just absolutely springs to mind like if you've been to Whitby no right Whitby is the is the I have been to Prague though with that church that's right okay yeah that I mean um well do you know the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula yes have you ever read it I've not yes yes a long time ago but yes it's a brilliant brilliant uh, kind of it's almost like uh, it's quite modern in a sense but you know Whitby is the place in England where Dracula lands, mm. which is a, a North Yorkshire coastal town. It's actually a very, like, a pretty, like, town. But um, it's, like, up until, like, the COVID stuff, 
um, it was the place where you'd have the kind of like was steampunk festival. Yes. You know, where you have this kind of uh, you know, like that Sherlock Holmes movie, you know, yes. like the like kind of a retro future past type thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um why am I talking about this? But yeah, like <laughs> the the, the the, the, the this this band kind of evokes that you, you were the word Victoriana they, they kind of evokes that sort of period have you seen that movie um Jack the Ripper with um with Johnny Depp yeah yeah you know what that kind of and the Bram Stoker's Dracula it, you know uh, London in the sort of like 18th century you know the biggest city in the world mm. you know everybody kind of like milieu you know but with a very dark underbelly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Very, very dark, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, like Sherlock Holmes alludes to it. Yeah. Um, with Moriarty. And yeah, yeah. And all that, that kind of thing of the mm. kind of, um, not, not not the underworld, but the, the up, you know, the kind of secret society. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So you've got the secret society. You've got the division between kind of like science and religion mm. being quite close. Yes. You know. And at the same time, most people would have been still kind of fairly um, either like religious or kind of occultish. You know? Yes. You, you could imagine like, you know, Romanian, like, yeah. well, nowadays you've got yeah. immigrants, you know, you know, bloody bloody about. I think, I think tribulation kind of pick up on that. I mean, it, are you a fan of ghosts? What's, what's your take on them? Uh, yeah. I, it's, it's, I just find the, the difference between the, the aesthetic and the music a bit a bit jarring. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, the um, producer to Prequel produced this album. Oh, did he? Right, okay. Mm. Which I found an interesting factoid yeah. sort of thing. So, I mean, but I think that's the thing, as, as this, like, they're signed to Century Media, but obviously they've been promoted laterally quite he- heavily yeah. by Century Media. Yeah. Um, or Century Records. No, so so yeah. the production quality of, of, of these albums gets better the last two yeah. I mean that's the one thing going for this album per- down below yeah. down below particularly is the production quality is mm. you know even a step up from from, yeah. from before yeah. but the production quality of this album is just stellar isn't it yeah. it's just yeah. you know such you know the the bigness yeah. and the grandiosity of, of, of the sound is, is just it's just yeah it really mutual bigness captured me Mm-hmm. the more I listen to it, you know. Mm. So, I often ask this of you, Sharpie, like, when do you listen to this album? Like... I, this, I, 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 yeah, yeah, um... I tend to listen to this album, like, um, in the evening. Mm. I like it in the evening. I like it when it's kind of getting dark. Do you um, know, I was driving to work this yeah, morning, yeah. and there's a road between two fields mm. and it's got big really mature mm. uh, chestnut trees okay. that envelop the road <laughs> and it's it's autumn now right so mm. the leaves are falling off the trees yeah. and we're down by the coast so it gets a little bit misty in the morning so what you're saying is like that movie Sleepy Hollow it's like it's a bit <laughs> Sleepy Hollow and of course my, my headlights were, were yeah. hitting the mist yeah. little pockets of yeah. mist as I drove yeah. along with a case of fluttering little mm. Dead leaf. The you know. scarecrow in the field oh, turned. Yeah, while he it's drives. right. It's yeah. right. The crow. Yeah. Crawled in yeah. the corner. You know. So it was, like I listened to this first thing this morning, five, half past five in the morning, and it was just like the perfect time yeah, for yeah. it. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
I can imagine that. It must have been pretty dark then. It was. Well. It was pitch yeah. black. There was yeah. a little hint of of, yeah. of the first rays yeah. of, of the new day. The sun cracking. <laughs> <in the sky>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this on other albums. I can't quite remember which ones, but like this is a, they're quite a cinematic band. You know, they have that sort of vibe of like really as is it, like for, for me they take you from your place to some mm. other place and. I mean, is it, for for such for such a relatively underground band like you know, it's, it's very easy to dismiss an, a band like this. Or they're just another underground death metal metal band, and and kind of almost like in a, as a throwaway comment. But this band are more than that. Yeah, you know, they they really are more than that. Yeah, I and think so. It might take you a bit of bit of a moment to just get your head around their vibe hmm. but once you do i think they're captivating really yeah. captivating i mean yeah that's quite a good point i mean i was i was initially going to say i disagree with you i think as soon as you listen to children of the night you'd be completely enveloped mm. having said that we saw the candelabras <laughs> yeah yeah so, and the incense and yeah. thought well, what's so this all about m- maybe maybe if maybe you need that like that little push that way but no I think uh, I think if you check out uh, Children of the Night and Where the Gloom Comes Sound I think you'll be greatly rewarded yeah yeah I think they're like a death metal band for people that might not necessarily be into death metal yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure I would say they're a death metal band sure. I think they're some sort of like 70s sort of occult band you know what 70s I mean 70s cult band yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no not, I would say like occult occult band. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah actually because I mean there, there's a huge I think there's there's quite a big like new wave new wave of British heavy metal influences like I think there's yeah, quite a lot I of think. diamond head yeah. Ca- ca- yeah in in there and like I said there's I think bits of Focus a bit of Atomic Rooster in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know those bands, but but I mean they admit themselves. You know there there is like Sisters of Mercy, The Cure, mm. but then they are obviously influenced by heavier stuff like the Florida yeah. death metal scene. Slayer is a big yeah. one. A bit of Entombed, kind of as as well maybe. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's like super distilled, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Actually, even the name itself is quite interesting. Now, tribulation, I didn't really know what the word meant, but um, I happened to be driving my wife's friend home one night, um, and she's Italian, and, I, and she said, what are we listening to? And I said, tribulation. And she went, <laughs> right? Now, tribulation is a kind of like a religious um, or a Christian sort of thing where like it's the sort of end of the world or some sort of like mm. great schism in, 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 in the sort of Christian thing you know I was yeah. quite surprised by her reaction <gasps> you know, you know. Um, having said that when I type in tribulation on YouTube it's either like the band or like the end of days <laughs> you know well, um, I mean, there you go I mean yeah. so if the end of days are coming you should check out tribulation before the end of days do come yeah, you know. yeah. And might be sooner rather than later be massively rewarded I think you'll think you'll find but yeah I mean they, they say themselves the, the occult and that kind of mysterious kind of interactions yeah. and things like that is is a huge breadth of of material to yeah. you know to feed yeah. from like yeah. you know and people and humanity has always been yeah. intrigued by kind of mysticism and things like yeah. that you know and 
you know, why not write absolutely a, a, a bunch of songs around it? So what we're saying, they're a kind of occulty, um, hard rock, uh, spiritual, gothic, death metal-y type band that take you in a place like a kind of Italian cinema and... It's distilled Halloween really, isn't it? Really is. Actually, that's perfect. That is the perfect, that's the perfect ending to this um, podcast show, I think. Yeah, it is distilled Halloween. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you got a favourite track from this album? Let's just have a look at the track list. Out of the Wolf is a banger. Yeah, so that's the first song that sort of kicks off the album, like the, in remembrance. Is kind of like oh, but then there's Dirge of a Dying Soul. Yeah, I struggle between the two. Yeah, um, just I, the twin guitar I, 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 thing. You know what? I I kind of feel that um, um, for Tribulation, they're kind of band that like there are there are songs that are better than others, but I find that it's kind of like there's certain like sides to an album that just kind of like drive. I really like See, side B of this album. I've yeah. never really listened to this album on on. Oh, of course, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I know the the album is a flow. Yeah, I'm mm. thinking you're right. When when you the later up, yeah. yeah uh, when you're in a mood for a particular mm. kind of music, mm. you know, th- th- I think you're right, you tune in and out of, of an album. Mm. It's They're not massively long albums. No. You know, they're not unduly long or anything yeah. like it, but um, it's not that it doesn't capture your interest, but when the songs are good, they are yeah. really yeah. good, aren't they? You know, that, that's the... But they're yeah. not like the fastest or hardest or no. heaviest or they're, they're, they're the... Cleverest sometimes, yeah. the most atmospheric, like yeah. Dirge of a Dying Soul is it's what it says. It is a it, it, it's a it's a metal dirge, it's yeah. a rock dirge. Yeah. And it but it's just a cleverly crafted song that captures your imagination. Yeah. I, I still think um overall Children of the Night is my favourite album. Mm. Uh, I, I just think um well actually ah. I'm 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 gonna contradict <laughs> myself here. I think it's got my favourite songs. Like, um, I think it's The Mother Who'd Have Gone, Strains of Horror. Mm. There's a couple of songs in here I just think are sensational. Having said that, I think overall... As a, as a complete as an work, album, yes. yes. I, think, I think actually Tribulation, um, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound is, is my favourite. I think you're right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it just... I think know. the overall quality of song yeah. through, through the length and breadth of the yeah. album... It's just elevated that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit more, you know, the I guess studio dynamics of yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, quiet bits and that, and yeah, church yeah. bells and yeah, yeah. humming organs and things like yeah. that, which just lift the yeah. songs a little, little bit more. Yeah. So, for me, I would say Children of the Night, where the gloom comes sound, and if you were wanting something heavier, maybe the formulas of death, mm. uh, but. But this is a run of three stellar albums. There's no two ways about it. I think they're a great band. I think they've released five albums. I think four out of five are fantastic. I think three out of the five are sensational. Or, or must-haves. Yeah. Two out of five yeah. of those five are absolute must-haves. Yeah. And yeah. the two out of the five are Children of the Night and Where the Moon Comes In. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I agree entirely. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a big point to say... Sayonara to this episode. Have we decided what we're going to do next? Or we're, we're in we're in discussion, aren't we? We're in discussion. discussion. Yeah. We might do something completely different away from metal and rock. Yes, uh, so but we have Janet Jackson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, maybe a different genre altogether and maybe a more festive episode. That's right. So um, you will be listening to this kind of mid-October. Obviously, we're coming into Halloween. We're thinking about doing something Halloween-ish. Top uh, five Halloween songs. Yeah, so um, Tribulation is a brilliant segue into that. Um, if, if you have any kind of requests you want us to review or chat yep. about... Please. Send in your own top five Halloween songs. That would be brilliant, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. so hashtag VRPC at uh, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You will find us there. Um, our podcast is, as you may not know, or we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on a number of places. Yep, yeah. yep. Um and I think, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy our gibberish. Um, <laughs> our, our drunken ramblings. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, Sharpie. I think as a lot of people at the moment were saying to your wife earlier, a lot of people are not getting an awful lot of like human contact. Mm. They just haven't. I'm one of those people, I used to love just like sitting in a place, in a crowded place and listening to other people's conversations and just, why are they talking about you know, while I'm waiting, you know, when you go to a bar, yeah. you know, you're standing at the bar, yeah. you're hearing the next guy talking about, you know... Innocent so, people watching kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like being a flaneur, it's kind of just like, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So we hope that we you enjoy our um, our chats. Um, we certainly enjoy chatting about them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's music that we love and find yeah. interesting and we're challenging yeah. each other with as Indeed. well. So. And I think the most remarkable thing about this particular episode is we were talking about the beer, which was quite sweet at the start of the show, and we didn't manage to get into the next beer. No! Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll rectify that immediately. Immediately, yes. So, <laughs> sayonara from Kerry. And sayonara from me as well. And thanks very much for joining us, folks. We'll catch you next time. Adios.